1: How are you feeling? I'm like, oh, I'm feeling actually after the transfusion, I was feeling better. And I tell him I'm feeling better. And he says, I brought you today because I wanted to let you know you have cancer.
0: Our fight.
1: Our story. A podcast with cancer survivors. Those who are still fighting.
0: And their caregivers.
1: You're not alone our fight our story in one way or another we're connected when i felt alone even though all my family and friends were around me hearing other people that had gone through the same thing helped me get through if any of these stories can help at least one person then this podcast is a success this podcast is also going to be not only for cancer survivors but for their caregivers For the people who stand by us, for the people who help us. Just remember, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Today's story is my story. Hello everyone, my name is Deborah and I'm 43 years old and I'm a cancer survivor. Also with me on my podcast is my husband, my care my caregiver, Josh.
0: Hey how you doing
1: so not, you don't think that you're gonna get cancer you don't think that you're gonna know someone who has cancer that your wife your husband your mom your dad anybody in your family is gonna have cancer that's one thing you never think you hear oh so and so from down the you know from down the street has cancer oh. But you never think it's gonna be right right at home until it happens. My grandfather was diagnosed with cancer and unfortunately we caught it too late and he passed away.
0: That was within six months?
1: That was within six months that he passed away. He, we found out he started his chemo and it was actually too late. There was nothing really the chemo was gonna do and he passed away. Then we found out that my dad had cancer. Thankfully with my dad, um, we caught it in time. He had surgery. We thought we got it. And the doctor says we got most of it, but there's still a little bit so we're gonna have to do chemo and it ended up being that it was more than what they thought so he did his chemo and he got his results and he beat it it was hard with my dad because my dad's a very stubborn person <laughs> and he didn't want to do the chemo and we had to do a lot of um, convincing and asking and asking until he finally gave in and said, okay, he did his chemo six o'clock in the morning. And then right after his chemo, he went to work, but he beat it and he's here. Um, He got invited to do a, um, a walk where they were going to have cancer survivors uh, as guests and do, um, like, a big thing for them. A celebration. A celebration. That's that's the word. (laughs) And uh, it was on the weekend of my mom's birthday, so it was, like, even more, because we were celebrating my mom's birthday. We were celebrating my dad being a cancer survivor. Well, me... I've always been with, uh, I don't know how you say it, with our, my monthly? Y-
0: your your <laughs> cycle was irregular. My
1: cycle, that's the word I was De- thinking. Deb and I, Deb and I have been <laughs> together for
0: 27 years, married for 25 years, and all throughout that time, her cycle was very irregular.
1: Yes, and I've gone to different doctors, and everybody told me the same. Uh-huh. Oh, you you're okay. It's just the way you are okay so I dealt with it so the weekend that Saturday we did the it was my mom it was actually on my mom's birthday we did the, the run for my dad well the walk for my dad and then later on that night we went and took my mom out to eat and did some miniature golfing and it was fun Sunday I started feeling sick. Well, I had been feeling sick, but I was fighting through it. Um, Monday went to work. I didn't feel. I didn't feel good. I wanted to come home, but I couldn't. I had some stuff I needed to do, so I couldn't. Called Josh, told him I didn't feel good. Wanted to go home and go to sleep. I was really tired. Um, Josh picked me up from work, <clears throat> and he took me straight straight to the hospital even though I didn't want to go I didn't I didn't want to go I wanted to go home I want to go lay down and go to sleep but Josh being Josh he took me to the hospital and I'm glad that he did because he saved my life um, if I wouldn't had gone to the hospital I probably would have died that week uh, I got there told him how I was feeling they took my blood took my blood pressure did some tests Sent me to the back right away. I didn't know what was going on. Josh didn't know what was going on. We were there for what, like thirty minutes, right?
0: Right. Now, now bringing up the point about your your monthly cycle and all that earlier ties into this story right here, because Deb was white. I mean, like sh- like a sh- sheet, like you know, snow white, and um, you could tell that that it had something to do with all her blood loss.
1: Because my, my cycle was like I was like super Cycle <laughs> <laughs> Super <I don't> know. <laughs> cycle on your cycle No but
0: um, they, they had to give her three bags of, of blood
1: So the doctor comes in um, Says you're being admitted And I said for what They haven't even told me anything They just took us to the back room And told me to have a seat Told Josh to have a seat And then the doctor comes in You're going to be admitted I said for what um, They didn't tell you no. Well, your blood level's really low. You're supposed to be at a 12. You're at a three. And doctor says you're very lucky that you're alive. I don't know how you walked into the ER. At that time, I was just I was scared. I didn't know what to think, what to say. I was just like, okay. Um, Josh called my mom. We called, made her calls. I had to call work, let them know I was being admitted. Uh, Josh Cod work they admitted me they gave me when everything they had they put me in the room and everything started test um, they gave me three bags uh, a transfusion three bags and had like what was the other
0: I can't remember the other
1: so um fast forward and everything um they gave me a doctor. Everything, all the tests, they do a whole bunch of tests. They let me go home. I was in the hospital for, what, a week for the test. Um, They let me go home. Finally, I go to work. Uh,
0: Now, you did... I I cut you off at the wrong time because you did leave out the part where you had to get a a DNC.
1: Well, yeah, but that was, like, after they released me. Oh, okay. They released me, um, set me up for a DNC, and like i said this is the part where i say you don't think that they're gonna tell you that you have cancer you don't think you're gonna get diagnosed i had no idea cancer was like nowhere in my mind or anything um i go have my dnc they set me up for the following friday to go um for a checkup um me and my mom go doctor comes in says how are you feeling I'm like, oh, I'm feeling, actually, after the transfusion, I was feeling better. And I tell him I'm feeling better, and he says, I brought you today because I wanted to let you know you have cancer. Now, like I said, you don't think that you're ever going to hear that. Everything stopped. I didn't, I, he was talking, and I don't know what he was saying. He started talking to my mom. I'm glad that my mom was there because I, I wouldn't have known anything that he told me. I went into shock.
0: This is how much it caught us off guard. Deb went with her mom and I went to work that day and not expecting anything of this gravity to be to be dropped on her or anything like that. It was like, oh, well, you know, your, her mom will take her to the, the appointment.
1: And so she did and we got that news. He tells me, we caught it in, in the beginning, in the early stages, so you have two options. We can either um, do a hysterectomy, or you can do chemo. Well, I saw what it did to my grandfather. I've seen what it, you know, I was scared. I didn't want to touch chemo, so I said, um, he says, you know what, take the weekend, talk to your husband now on the way home was worse (laughs) i was trying to be strong for my mom because she was just hysterical my mom was crying she was blaming herself um she was just i don't know how this happened i don't know you know and it wasn't her fault it was nobody's fault it just happened and i was trying to be strong for her so i was trying to not cry myself and I was trying to tell her you know it's gonna be okay it's gonna be i'm gonna beat this we're gonna get through this we get home um by the time i got home i stayed i went home because josh got home and i went and i didn't want to leave my mom because at this time she had already talked to my dad and she was just in pieces so i finally go home me and josh talk about it and we both decided that it was better just to have the surgery So I call a doctor, tell him, okay, um, let's do the surgery. He says, okay, I'll set everything up. I'll give you a call and let you know when everything's good. Okay. Having somebody there with you, having somebody holding your hand, um, knowing that somebody's gonna be there with you helps a lot. Knowing that you're not alone. Um, I had my friends, told my friends and my family. Everybody was... had a couple of people that were just like I don't want to hear it.
0: <laughs> that was kind of surprising. It was kind of shocking.
1: And then I had a lot of support. A lot of support. And it, helped, it helps to have support. It helps to have people around you because I didn't think about it. And especially with Josh, he didn't let me think about it. He... We joked about it, we, we did stuff, we went places, just can, so I wouldn't have it in my mind.
0: Can I point something out real quick? Yeah. Um, that, that, that's why the, the second line for this is you're not alone. Um, physically, there might not be somebody there, but you're not the first person to go through this. Unfortunately, you won't be the last person to go through this. People understand what you're going through. There are support systems out there. We found that through through Deborah's dad, the American Cancer Society, the Relay for Life, right? Yes. And and this, this is where we heard some of these stories. We, we ran into a, a, what was she, like 13 years old?
1: Yes, she was 13.
0: And she had, ele- she had- like 11 different surgeries by the time mm-hmm. we met her. And she was like the happiest person in the world. And, and she had gone through so many different things. But I, I wanted to point out when you told our friends... And because we decided we were gonna say just about everything that, that, that Deb went through, that we went through, um, one friend told Deborah, you know, you can't tell me this. I don't want to think about you dying. I can't d- deal with this. Just talk to me later. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was somebody that Deb was reaching for, for help, for an, another shoulder other than mine. lean to and they were like "Ah, I can't deal with thinking about you dying so um, just talk to me when when you're done when you're better (laughs) any other stories like that you want to let out Deb?
1: No that was just like that was actually the main the main one everybody else was very supportive Um,
0: you don't know how people were going to react and and people aren't going to know how to
1: react around you. Uh, and that's I, and okay. I understand that. And... Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. I'm. I met people because of. I have. Um. I met one of, actually, um. Someone who's going to say their story. Uh. We met because a friend of ours and a mutual friend of ours thought that it would be good for us to talk to each other because we were going through the same thing and maybe it could help both of us and we met and it does it does help it helps uh talking to other people it helps it actually helps talking about your story um letting people hear your story it helps writing it down write it down what you're feeling it that helps too um i got into a lot of groups. Messing, um, what do you Facebook groups. Uh, no,
0: Facebook groups, as bad as social media is, and, and, and all the things you think about, the useless things that you see on social media. All the groups that I saw Deborah join and the relationships she built with people in those groups was amazing. There is a bright side to social media, to Facebook. That, um, I mean, Deb can explain it better. I got to see it from the outside and see how complete, total, total, complete strangers helped my wife, helped Deborah. where people that we have known for years weren't there. And you're not always going to find that support that you're looking for right then and there, but there is somebody out there. There is somebody to help. It might not be the definition of help that you're looking for, but you don't know that until you actually experience it.
1: being in the group um reading other people asking questions um and then you're reading the replies and it's everything that you're going through and you're like wow i'm not the only one i'm not the only one going through this i'm not the only one and then there's also um you read the the stat you know people the messages and you hear read the replies and you're looking for an answer and you find it. There was um, cancer, It, even though I, it was a, it was, how do I say it? It was a, it was a battle. I'm not gonna say it was hard. I mean, I'm not gonna say it wasn't hard. It was, it was hard getting up in the morning, not knowing what's gonna happen. But I did it and um, There's a lot that cancer left. Even though it's gone, it's... There's still, um... Every time there's something, that something hurts me. I've already, since my surgery, since that call, that the doctor got everything, and that I'm cancer-free.
0: I was going to say, spoiler alert, you didn't tell everybody that you, you've been cancer-free for five years now.
1: <laughs> I know, we just jumped from everywhere. It's just, um... Okay So
0: You got the doctor surgery We got the
1: surgery uh, December 4th 2013 Um I got the surgery and you know like I said Having my family and my friends Especially Josh Josh wouldn't let me think about it It didn't hit me Until the night Before Um Especially when when we going going back when we released it to our friends, well, not released it, but when we told our friends that what well, what I was going through and everything, and then all the messages on Facebook, on texts. Uh, I even had two of our friends that sent me a prayer quilt, and it's so beautiful, and I still have it. It meant a lot to me.
0: Something else. Um, there was a, a, an amount of money that we were supposed to pay right before the surgery. And, what was it, two days before the surgery, that amount doubled? Yeah. And we, we weren't prepared for that, so we put out a GoFundMe, hoping to, to get a couple of bucks to, to go through it. And our friends within, what, two hours? Yes. Covered the, the difference of, of what we had. Because well, we had saved up what we needed, and we were prepared for that. But something unexpected came up, and it, it just about doubled. And we we were blessed enough. We were lucky enough to have those friends to to come back and, and help us out that way.
1: And I'm still thankful. <laughs> um. So, it, it hit me the day before. A friend, a very good friend of mine, she came over and brought me a cake, and it said "Team Deb." And even though I couldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I didn't, it was a surprise and it was, I was happy that like, I started crying. Um, I couldn't eat it cause she came late and you can't eat at a certain time because of the surgery. Enough for the
0: surgery, yeah, you know.
1: So, um, six o'clock in the morning it comes, I mean, the night I couldn't really sleep, but I was like, hey, you know, we get to the hospital and... You know, I'm like nervous <laughs> and they take me to the back and everything and they're like, Okay, this and this and here sign here and sign here and giving us all the we're like, okay, get us in a room well not in a room but on our bed and everything. I'm laying there and they come and ask if you know, we want a prayer. Like, yes, I'm not gonna turn a prayer down. Um they take me back and so I don't know what's going on during my surgery. I it was like I went to sleep and then I woke up.
0: <laughs> because Uh-oh. you went to sleep and, and then I, and you I woke, woke up. up.
1: <laughs> but so I don't know, when, you know. But when I woke up and I saw everybody there in my room, that's when it hit me. It hit me that I had cancer, even though it was already done. It. It hit me and I and that's when when I broke (laughs) afterwards and and it's hard because you you go through all this before and you deal with your chemo and you and then you finally hear the words you're cancer free but then you still have in your back of your head anytime something hurts anytime something's wrong did it come back is it is it a different kind of cancer is now i'm always going to be thinking i'm going to get cancer again and that's where the support comes from that's i'm still in the in the groups and i still and i'm not the only one who thinks that way and other people think that way and it fill and makes me feel better because i start thinking to myself oh you're just being dumb no you're not being dumb other people that have gone through that are still feeling that way and it helps you
0: something i hope that we talk about later on um something that deborah went through afterwards after she found out she was cancer free deb we haven't seen it lately but um definitely after she found out she's dealt with survivor guilt really bad We, we went through depression um you know her, her grandfather didn't get that same kind of help um, her dad had to go through all the, the torture of, of chemo and all that and Deb got a surgery and it was shortly it, it was months after we found out about her cancer but it wasn't the long drawn-out battle that like her dad went through or the the six months that her, her grandfather went through so so there's definitely there was definitely a bunch of survivor guilt in there
1: yes and every now and then I still I'm every more than <laughs> I, I feel it I but again it comes back to the the groups the, that help you they help me cause other people went less the time or about the same time and I, I've posted you know Pets help also,
0: as you can hear in the
1: background. (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, I've posted in there how I felt, how I've had the guilt, how I feel like I shouldn't be called a survivor. But other people tell me no. Um, There was a saying that someone told me. You're called a survivor every day that you wake up. Because that's another day that you have. And... I was like you know what <laughs> you're right so um since my cancer um since my surgery since being told i've been cancer free i've had uh three other incidents where i thought i had cancer again um i had to have biopsies and i'm still going to an oncologist now um where I have to see every three months
0: awesome team a great team yes
1: I love my doctors all my doctors Um, we had insurance problems and they helped us
0: we'll Um, we'll get into all these on further podcast
1: there's just like a lot of stuff that I've gone through that we've gone through together that we can't do in one podcast (laughs) so um
0: you want to go ahead and end this one right here
1: yeah we can do that
0: so we, we definitely will have more. Um, we are looking for people to interview. If you want to tell your story, um, we can do it over the phone. If you are in the South Texas area, we can do it face to face. Um, just reach out to us on our social medias, which are our fight, our story, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook on, on Twitter. It's actually our fight. Our S T O R because there wasn't room for the Y, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'd like to hear your story. We hope that you would want to share your story with others. That way you can help them out and everybody can know that, you know, you're not alone. We are not alone.
1: Before we before we, we sign off, um, I do just want to remind you or say this is not just for cancer survivors, but this is also for, uh, for the caregivers. Not a lot of people um, give credit to the caregivers. If it wasn't for Josh... He's my husband, he's my caregiver. He helped me a lot. He helped me get through it. Um if it wasn't for my mom, my mom helped my dad. Um I know lots of caregivers that you need your caregivers. You you not a lot of we don't give we don't appreciate our caregivers enough as as much as we should. So this podcast is not only for cancer survivors but also for the caregivers we want to hear your stories um and also uh we're going to have some episodes also for people who are just dealing with different illnesses you're not alone either there's other people that are going through the same and maybe if you tell your story people that are going through the same thing that you're going through might get you know oh, I'm going through that too, and then they'll feel better also. Um, So it's not just, it's main. how how do I say it, Josh?
0: It's, cancer is bigger than all of us. All the story is bigger than all of us. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to work on it. We're going to have to continue on with this and and build the story and, and ex- yeah. explain what we're, we're feeling, what we're thinking.
1: So, yeah, so like I said, we'll hear stories from cancer survivors, caregivers, people just dealing with different illnesses, um, their stories. And we hope that we can at least one person um, we can help by listening to the stories it's
0: not just a tagline I know we're saying it over and over again but you're not alone
1: don't ever feel that you're alone because you're not
0: okay so we're going to go ahead and end it right there don't forget um, social media on Twitter our fight our store S-T-O-R um, because you didn't have room for the Y there on in Twitter Instagram and Facebook our fight our story and we'll see you next time our next one will be an interview with Deb's friend that we talked about our friend Allie All right. We hope to hear from you. We hope to help tell your story. If you don't want to say it, if if you're podcast shy and you don't want to say the words, type it out. We'll read it for you.
1: Yes, we can do that.
0: But just know that your story, our story, our meaning all of us, can help somebody else. And if you know that you're not alone, you can help somebody else know that they're not alone. So until next time, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, everybody.